Make more birdies. A bottle of bourbon, a little glass, and some ice. This is not a tip. This is a prescription, trust me. If you don't, you will fall out of balance. Welcome to Birdies and Bourbon. Sit down and have a sip. Welcome back, everybody, to the Birdies and Bourbon Show. Uh, He is a glutton for punishment, I guess, uh, joined by... Uh, let's see. Spirit ambassador of the year. I, I don't know if that's a thing or not, Wilson. If it's not, we're going to make it a thing. That's for damn sure. Um, but, but we're joined. Uh, we're here with Wilson Torres from uh, Union Horse Distillery. Wilson, thanks. You've got us hooked up with some awesome blind samples that we're going to be going through tonight. Mm-hmm. We've got five expressions. I may or may not be in my chair at the end of this thing. So, uh, <laughs> hey, if I fall out, just uh, just keep it running, boys. Keep it running. Mm. <laughs> oh, we'll do our boy. best. Oh, my. Uh, so, back for round two. I appreciate you, gentlemen, having me back. So. Absolutely. Yeah, this Wilson, is going to be a blast. W- we had such a damn good time. We were hoping you'd want to come back. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, hey, before we get started and kind of talk about the order we're going to be drinking in, yeah. uh, for those maybe that didn't listen to the first show, don't know Union Horse, don't know Wilson mm-hmm. Torres, you want to give us the uh, kind of 30,000 foot and then we'll, uh, well, let's get to drinking. <laughs> sure. So, as mentioned, my name is Wilson Torres. I am the lead brand specialist market manager for Union Horse Distilling Company, a now 10 year old company out of Lenexa, Kansas, which is directly west of Kansas City, Missouri, uh, but on the proper side, which is Kansas. Um, we are a family-owned and operated Midwest born and bred distillery providing, I would say, some of the Midwest and the nation's um, best whiskeys. There you go. I agree. Uh, I couldn't couldn't disagree with you uh, from an independent <laughs> distiller that the things that you guys are doing absolutely amazing. Um, so let's uh, let's get to drinking. We've got some yep. markings on our bottles. How are we going to go through these? So we're going to go black top, white, silver, double silver, and then the copper. Okay, hold on. Black top. Okay, so the so the, sil- so the the straight up black top first. Straight up black top for you guys. It's clear, exactly. clear, clear. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Uh, so then got, we're going uh, to. Then we're going to go to the white stripe. White stripe. Yep. Jack Black. Jack White. Sit, Jack White. Jack White. Jack White. Jack White. Jack White. Uh, and then single <laughs> silver, double silver, copper. That's correct. Okay. Got it. All right. Easy enough. I may have cheated a little bit, and that's uh, all right. Saw you guys. Well, I saw you on with uh, with Mickey and the folks last night. Oh, looks like, man. Uh, looks like you guys were having a good time. I'd already been knee deep through a tasting, so I, <laughs> I was really having a good. You could probably tell by all the heckling I was throwing out there that I was good. <laughs> Actually, you know, that's so. so funny. We're we're talking about that. Well, I wasn't talking about that. Um, I was thinking about that. I was like, so many. I did four tastings that day. Like, I met with four potential new. Um, relationships and put them through a full tasting um, with staff and then uh, you know rushed home you know t- to do that you know to do that special tasting I do I put together for um, for Mikey and Matt and the folks and halfway through I was just like I don't even know what's going on anymore but at the same time I know I all I saw was things were so, you like I don't know for what for whatever reason on my end I couldn't see the, all the chat um, I guess the host can see that better than I can, or I don't know. I, I just, that part froze on my screen. And then I got you. 
you know, I, I, so I don't know. So if you did any heckling, I appreciate it. I always love a good heckling. If anyone gave out a shout out during that time, sorry, I didn't see it. I, if you said anything to me or any questions towards me, I didn't see it. Sorry. So oh, well, hell I can, I can throw this apology away. I wrote down then. I mean, I'm in good shape. Man. I'm like shit. But Dan, Dan's like, where is yeah, he? What, what'd you say last night? Yeah, <laughs> you don't need an apology with me because I can't see for shit. So those little, you know, that little tax at the top at the bottom, I yeah, yeah, sure. I can't, see that. I can't see that at all. So what we got going on right now is what I like to really start off with, um, you know, just a really nice palate, you know, pleaser, you know, just something to prime you up. Um, if you've already had something to prime you up, this is just something maybe it may shock you a little bit, but I feel it's something that um, we're all very familiar with. We all call it the same thing or something or the other. And um, I feel we make it better than most personally. Awesome. Uh, getting a lot of sweetness on the nose in this yeah. one, uh, kind of, kind of sour mash. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Smells like tequila almost. It does. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. It yeah. smells like tequila. Yeah. 100%. Wow. It's does. This does taste smell. Sorry. Wow. Today more than the other day. Yeah. got some, I mean, it's got some heat on the nose, but nothing, uh, nothing crazy and off. Yeah. Nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. Okay. Taste is <laughs> like it, if you, if I would were to taste this and I had to go identify it by the smell, I wouldn't yep. pick it. I wouldn't pick it out. The, the taste on this goes completely different, man. I mean, that's like, uh, <laughs> what did I just taste? Cause it doesn't smell the way that it tastes. I mean, I'm almost right. kind of thinking I'm going to get like, um, like that kind of moonshiny alcohol, <laughs> you know, real sharp bite yeah. of this thing. And I mean, this is, um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm trying to think of what I'm, I'm, I'm this I is soft. To, this is creamy. Yeah, absolutely. Very soft and creamy. Pillow. Yep. Very pillowy, mm. you know, Mm. easy really easy yeah this is easy very well said dan yeah this is really easy yeah that is, easy and cal they don't usually go well together <laughs> no i could be like this this could go really bad really quick here <laughs> <laughs> big sip big, big sip, sip. <laughs> big sip. I, I don't i mean i guess there's no wrong answers right but i i'm i mean really i'm getting kind of, so I'm, I'm with you in this kind of creamy i'm mm -hmm. getting uh, I'm getting like this buttered popcorn kind of on, on the mm -hmm. palate, like in the back mm -hmm. of my palate, I'm getting like that salty buttered popcorn. Yeah. Uh, That's actually, I, I love that note because today it straight up tastes like popcorn movie popcorn. Yeah. It really yeah. does. You're, well, well, yeah, that's a good call. It really yeah. does. Yeah. I mean, if you, uh, if we come out to the end, I know we're not supposed to be guessing, but if we get to the, then this is a, uh, a corn whiskey, wouldn't be surprised at all. Wouldn't be surprised either. <laughs> <laughs> so as we're kind of experiencing this tasting with you and by, yeah. all, you know, and, and we really appreciate you, um, you know, with just with your expertise and the amount of, uh, you know, of these things that you do, you, you mentioned earlier that you were talking with some potential clients or new clients, yeah. right? And, yeah. and for folks that don't know Wilson and kind of the backstory, uh, you brought Union Horse to, uh, to the Chicago land, right? Yeah. No bottles whatsoever before you, before you show up and, and now 
now we're here. <laughs> yeah, so we're here. So, we're fighting a good fight. Yeah. So, what does that look like um, from a new client um, perspective? Right. I mean, are are you looking, or, or is it a? Are you looking for customers? Are customers looking for you? Is it a combination of both? Are you working with the distiller or the the distributors? Excuse me. Yeah. Well, um, uh, yeah, uh, yes, and yes, and yes. It's um, it's a combination of of all three, quite honestly. Um, coming into a new market for Union Horse, when they were looking to come into Chicago, they were they did a due diligence and they looked at the market, see how you know what the player, who the players were, which is everybody, you know. And they just they really needed to make a decision if they were going to come into the market. They needed to come in strong and bold. Uh, just like their whiskeys and just like the horse that they represent, you know, so coming into Chicago, it's, it's a beast of a market. Um, it's a literally a dog fight every day, excuse me. And, um, for us, so for me, for what on a day to day, what I go out and do because of our size, mm-hmm. we're at an advantage that we can actually cherry pick, um, who we do business with, um, that may not sound, you know, great, but at the same time, it's truth. That's facts. Are, are you, when, you, when you say because of your size, are you saying, are you saying just because of production limits that are production levels that you have to kind of be uh, particular in where you're going to be because you don't have enough barrels to go everywhere? Is that, that is correct. Yeah. Okay. I mean, natural as, as a distillery as a whole, our, our business model as a whole, yeah, we were limited to how far we can reach. Right. So that allows us to really make, you know, strategic decisions as to what markets we enter and, and, and obviously, and then obviously uh, develop from there. Um, so for, from my level, you know, that's, that's the Garcia's level. They, they look at markets, they study markets, they get, you know, they do their due diligence on that end. For me, while in this market, I go about it the same way. I'm not coming in trying to do something different or bringing in any other, um, skill level it's just like that's how they want to do business as a whole then i mimic that on the ground level we do business with who we feel we align well with or you know and then those people that feel they align with us reach out and say hey we'd love to meet you guys like to taste your product and if it works it works so i would say about of you know taking all my sale i do sales calls 25 to 30 a week and oh, wow of that the percentage of sales calls, I would say that 70% of that is what I feel are potential partnerships and, and relationships that I feel really work well with us. And the other 30% are like, hey, we either heard about you or we don't know you. Come on through and we love to meet you. You know, so it's 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 actually it's a great week to have, you know, to, to have that many opportunities. Now, you know there have been times where we've met and we're like, it's either price or if it's just like, yeah, you know, I don't know. You know, people come in and they're looking for the big guys, you know, they're looking for the, you know, sure. for all the, the things that they can't necessarily buy. So they come in here to purposely drink, you know? So for us to say, we don't have the Weller 12, but Hey, we got union horses, single barrel pick for the Chicago market, same right. proof or even better. What do you think? They're like, nah, I came here for that or whatever. They don't have their little glass of water and they fucking get the hell out. Right. You know? <laughs> Cause that happens, you know I mean? It just as they are hunting for, <laughs> The actual full bottle out of the market they're actually hunting you know they the first thing they do is they go to that spirit list and if it's not on there their night is ruined their afternoon is ruined or there's happy hours now a happy minute or so you know right, so right. 
But again, it just allows us to really, really align ourselves with great relationships and great people and, and, and not become that one off that a lot of other brands do, you know, Hey, I'm in here, I'm in here, I'm in here. Right. Right. But what else, what else you got? You know, I, I can say that too, but they're reordering. It's easy to get that first file, that second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and then case after case after case. Sure. That's where the challenge lies, you know? Yeah. And we work very closely. I make it a point to work closely with our distributorship. Um, our partnership here is Maverick Wine Company, um, phenomenal group of people. They're 15, 16 salespeople strong, you know, and yeah, they're a wine company, but they're really excited about working with spirits now. You know, they're like, so their portfolio for spirits for considering within the last year or two has really developed really nicely and very well curated. So shout out to Dior on that. Dorian Huffman, she's been in the industry here in Chicago for over 15, 20 years. So she really has her finger on everything. And and um, to, for her to reach out to us and say, we want you guys to be part of our portfolio. I mean, I mean, yeah, it's a no-brainer, you know. Nice, sure, sure. Are, now, do you uh, are, are you working on premise as well as retail? I do. Yes, I do okay. both on and off. Yeah, you know. So a little clarification, you know, being a lead brand specialist, there's so many. There's so many titles that are given to individuals such as myself. You've got brand ambassadors that literally are really beautiful, tall, dark, and handsome, and tall brunette, or you know, they're just beautiful people that go out. There, there you go, bragging again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't gotten to my position yet, so I appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> you know, they go out, and you know, they are the face of the brand. You know, at least for that that particular account. You know, and they buy cocktails, they buy sips. They, they have dinners, you know, they just hang out with people and, and, you know, they, they make sure that at the end of the night you go and you remember what you drank and you go pick it up at your nearest, you know, retailer or groceries chain or whatever may be the case. Whereas for me, I have several, several sets of responsibilities under my hat because I, as a least brand specialist, I'm out there. Yeah. Educating on our brand and sharing our brand with people, but I'm also looking for potential possibilities of sales. So I have a lot of sales things that are tied into my account, into my, you know, my position. So I really need to be like on my toes and all that. So yeah, I do buy cocktails. I do buy sips, you know, I'll do events, you know, dinner events and all that, but only if it makes sense. Because, again, our size doesn't really allow us to throw thousands of dollars at a dinner just right. so that four people can go out and buy a bottle of Benny's and or their independent re- nearest independent retailer. Sure, you know, sure. it has to be that it's 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 truly strategic and intentional. And from the moment from the moment we get that grain in from the moment we put it in the barrel, in the bottle and on the shelf and in your glass, everything that we do is intentional. You know, so I approach the market that way as well. I just don't do business with anybody. There are three things that I live by. Don't fuck with my time. Don't fuck with my money and don't fuck with my snacks. (laughs) 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 And um, I approach it. That's my life. Now, when it comes to my to what I do for Union Horse, you know, and I approach it the same way. Don't mess. Don't mess with us. Don't. You know, if you're just curious, you want to know what we're all about. Just call and say, hey, I'm curious. Let me have a taste. Hey, I'm there. You call. I haul. Sure. You know, so it's. You know, no, no, you know, no diss to the other guys, all my friends in the industry that are, that do along the lines of what I do, but at the same time, you know, we all do it differently and we all have different things that are under our title that we have to, that we're responsible for. And we, you know, execute on a day-to-day basis, you know? Right. Right. Very cool. 
Very cool. Uh, I'm, I'm stepping into uh, the white label now. Yeah, the white label. Uh, this, which, one, this one I'm really excited for you guys to try. So it's the nose is already throwing me off. Just yeah. from uh, I, I can't. Put, I almost want to say like I'm getting like a candy ginger. I love it. Okay. Like a little, like a little heart. You know, uh, yeah, like uh-huh. a little piece of candy ginger. Not necessarily fresh, but I don't, I don't know. There's something that I'm, I'm kind of. I like where you're going with that because I call this the Willy Wonka whiskeys. Okay. Yeah. So I like where you're going with that. Dan, what do you think? I'm just pouring it now. I'm just pouring it now. Hold okay. On. Yeah, me too, buddy. I'm sorry. No, yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll catch up eventually. Maybe. But He's Willy just so Wonka. soft-spoken. He reminds me of my son. He's just there. <laughs> yeah. That, that, if I say something, he'll laugh or he'll shrug and he goes, stop, dad. You yeah, know, Wilson, that, that was in the contract. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We were recording last night and I had this, um, for some reason, yeah. this thing was beeping last night and we're, we were on with some folks and, uh, and it, it beeped once and I'm like, okay, shit, it, it's probably done. And then, yeah. and then it beeped again, like 45 seconds. And then it beeped again. And I'm like, all right, hold on. I gotta, I gotta go and turn this off. I get back and I don't, he's telling some jokes. So I, I, allegedly, 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 he's like, Oh yeah, he's on house arrest. And when he starts drinking the, uh, the ankle bracelet starts beeping. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, at least they didn't hang up because we were we just, they didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> we, we had just started. So mm. this one's good, man. I like this one a lot. You like this a lot? Um, yeah. I knew you guys would love this. This is something I was this is one that we talked about. I talked about it on our first meeting and in our first tasting together. And as soon as I got it, I was like, oh, I was so excited because I knew you guys really dig this. Mm, yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm I'm getting some more so with your Willy Wong. I'm getting some more candied something. I, I do like the candied ginger thing. It's that it's sweet. It's a little spicy. And there, there's something, there's another layer in there that it's, I'm still kind of going down that candied road. Mm-hmm. But it's not, I don't think it's chocolate. Hmm. Okay. Um, it doesn't have to be. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, I'd probably no. getting some, uh, a little bit of, Maybe some rye spice out of this one. I get a little okay. spice yeah. for sure, especially on the, on the front part of the pal on the spice. Yep. I get there. Yeah. I get, you know, and that's funny because when I call it Willy Wonka with whiskeys, people are like, look at me like, what is it like? I'm like, oh shit, like, is it sweet? I'm like, well, if I tell you what's in it, yeah, naturally it's going to be sweet <clears throat> to your palate. But what I'm saying is more about the experience, you know, the everlasting gobstopper. Like, you know, we've had gobstopper as kids, you know, the, sure. You know, and that first layer is that, you know, candy coating, that powdery candy coating. And then you get into that chalky, you know, layer of layer, layer after layer of that chalky goodness, you know, that we always enjoy, you know, and, but at the end, every layer is different, but ultimately at the end, it just melds so well together. Yes. Yes. You know, so this is, that's, that's why I use that reference towards a specific whiskey. I was thinking about that as you were saying that, and that I said, I get a little bit of spice in the beginning, but then the finish, it doesn't quite go like you think it would. It just kind of surrounds everything. Yeah. yeah. yeah it just really yeah. doesn't and, and, and develop everything. And what I really dig about this is that you'll have it tomorrow and you'll have 
the different variation of the experience. So it may be something else that may be on the front of your palate, and then and, and then it obviously engulfs the rest of your of your palate. Mm. It's, it's, a, it's it's a funky, crazy, fun whiskey. I yeah. really, yeah. really, that's, really love this whiskey. So that's that's kind of what I'm getting on the nose. In in addition to, I'm getting kind of that funk in there. Yeah. And and as I taste it and finish, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some malted barley in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In in some fashion, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. This is the old white striper. Take take That's my the notes. old white striper. Yeah. That, that way, when I uh, you know make it through all these, I'll remember what I said. <laughs> <laughs> so, what have you guys been up to since we last talked? Uh, what have we been up to? Well, we've been drinking a lot. That's good. That's um, always good for that's good for life. Oh, you know, we we did have an opportunity to go to uh, the Mitsubishi Electric Classic. So, oh um, shit! Yeah, so. Um, the uh, the tournament director there was kind enough to hook us up with media passes, and That's cool. uh, so we so we got to go and and harass uh, a bunch of seniors. <laughs> <laughs> now, in other however, words, another is like treating what you would really like to treat your parents as, but you know you're doing it on the golf course. Yeah, exactly. You know, but 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 they are professional athletes. So I don't feel bad about calling them seniors, but yeah, but but uh, yeah, Monty was kind enough to set us up with that, and uh, just a fantastic event. Looking forward to going back, um, awesome. going back next year. So uh, that was cool. Uh, what else were we doing? Playing some golf. Um, what about you? You've been? Uh, have you got any golf in? No, sir. I don't. I don't golf. Um, okay. But I do like to go to the driving. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's it. Um, I'm an old. I love baseball. So in my in my prime, baseball was my thing, and I miss it. I miss it terribly. Even yeah. at my age, it's like you still kind of like. I, I do the Al Bundy where I think back and I'm like, man, I used to be the motherfucker back in the day. But then again, you know, <laughs> yeah. And then, but today I'm still that motherfucker, but in a, in a different sense, just, just in a different, uh, yeah, just different, in a different, arena, right? yeah, different arena. Well said. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, um, but every once in a while with my shoulders, I can't really golf actually the mm. doctor told me goes if you really want to have a really true therapeutic session instead of going to a pt you know uh or physical therapy session i was like yeah. go to the driving range he goes you're going to yeah. use every single thing you need to do you know you'll you'll probably just you know you'll, it'll be it'll suck at first because you'll probably slice and hack and all sorts of shit. Well, shit dude hey listen i've been you playing know, like, i can't tell you how many years <laughs> and uh and i'm and i'm still better than dan and dan's been playing longer than me and he really sucks <laughs> but i thought dan was your ringer i thought dan was the guy that carried you guys oh no oh no 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 uh, <laughs> now, if we went to a batting cage, I could kick the crap out of Cal. I'll tell you that's that. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. 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 Oh, I, yeah. I, I, don't get into th- I don't get into things that are throwing balls at me faster than I can throw them. So, there you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Steer clear of that. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I'll hit I'll hit up the driving range every once in a while, you know. But um, it's been uh, actually since co- – yeah, it's been since pre-COVID since I've done that. So Yeah. Are things open or where are you at in Chicago when as far as the oh, loop hold on. goes? Real quick before you answer that. Before, yeah, can you yeah. teach Cal how to say Chicago? Chicago? Oh man, it's Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> it's Chicago, man. It's it's my lazy tongue. I'll say it properly, you know, every once every two, three years. But other than that, man, it's just it's Chicago. No, it's I thought that's how you're supposed to say it though. <laughs> That's, that, that's the that's, natives. The indigenous way to say Chicago is Chicago. 
but you know of course we got to make everything white people friendly so it's chicago we appreciate we we appreciate everything you can do we appreciate it uh yeah my my hillbilly dialect i meant uh, that with the most love possible yeah no no it's all good so you hey, you're asking where he's where he's at in chicago is that what you're asking don't worry mm-hmm. about our image we've already ruined it mm-hmm. no nah, well you guys look great don't you worry about it i love your fucking golf attire you know what i've always wondered this let me ask you this question and then you guys ponder this one the attire that one would wear for golf is that like set in stone is that like you have to wear this attire when you're on the golf course it well, used to so, be. Yeah, it let, used let me to give be. you this one. Yeah. So, by the way, uh, the shout out to our friends Turtleson for uh, supplying us with uh, with our attire. We appreciate okay. it. Okay. All right. Uh, there so, we go. so good, uh, good plug there, Mr. Torres. And you didn't even know that was happening. <laughs> so, so here's the thing. So, no jeans, right? Okay. Uh, no jeans. No cutoffs. No um, cutoff jeans or no cutoffs. Either way. Either, either way. way. No, okay. no, no, no cutoffs. Okay. Um, and. It used to be, used to be, uh, you had to have a collared shirt. Uh, mm. Thanks to one uh, Tiger Eldrick Woods, he was kind of rocking the mock turtleneck there for a little while, and it's kind of like, yeah. well, you know. So every, and so they are making kind of some mock uh, mock collars now, and okay. well, and the argument is, well, well, Tiger Woods is wearing it, and I'm like, yeah, jackass, you're not Tiger Woods. Give me a break. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so, but but to to your point, but like no t-shirts, no. Uh, okay. You know, you, you really no athletic wear per se. So I, I would say it's um, okay. a business casual kind of dress code that kind sure. of gets you there. Yeah. I've, always, I've always wondered that because yeah. it's like, you know, like, man, I mean, you guys are walking an 18 hole course is not easy and doing it in pants and in shirts. And then you got your golf proper golf shoes and then you got the bag or maybe in the cart, whatever may be the case. Yeah. yeah. So it's you know, come a long way. It's come a long it's, way. Has it? Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, okay. you could, we got professional golfers wearing hoodies out there now. Oh, no shit. Yep. Oh, and that and that's a big controversy, yep. like hoodies or no hoodies, because there's nothing that says you can't. But right. then if you but then if you go back to just the um, uh, the you know the fundamentals and the, the the it's a gentleman's game, right? It's kind of like yeah, the hoodie. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like it because it gets in my way of my swing. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't give a shit what it looks like. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then the other thing too. Now um, you'll see Tiger wears them, and I think Jordan wears them. Right, Cal is uh, cargo shorts. Yeah. Oh. But I don't even really push in the envelope on that one. Yeah. But I mean, it's like who wears cargo shorts anyway? I don't know. Do they wear them out there? I don't know. I and mean, then, I, I've never had a pair, so I don't know. But yeah. and so Nike's come a long way with Nike uh, has come out. With, uh, so is it because I've always wondered that because, um, you know, I'll, I'll be on the bus going down Lakeshore Drive mm-hmm. and there's a public nine hole right along um, east of that, which is butts, ago, butts up against the lake and it hugs the, the Lakeshore Drive here in Chicago that runs down uh, Lake Michigan. And you see these guys just like, you know, they're like, it's like 80 degrees at nine o'clock in the morning and they're, they're in their polo, they're in their hat, they're in their pant, you know, and so on and so forth. I'm like, that cannot be comfortable as hell. Mm-hmm. But then I think about a baseball uniform and that's not comfortable either. <laughs> in 89 degrees. Exactly. Yeah. You but know. the material and stuff's come a long way. I mean, turtle sun, sure. great, great stuff, you know, not, not cheap. Right. So, I mean, you know, right. if you're, not cheap, the, the, right? the days of the old cotton polo, you know, you wear it, you sure. walk outside two minutes later, you know, you just gain 10 pounds in sweat. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, yeah, so 
a little and that's what Under Armour actually was born from because of the, yeah. the heaviness of the cotton T-shirt. Yeah. Yeah, you know, exactly. uh, drew on the athletes of so, of uh, of sweat and all sorts of shit. Yeah. You know, so. and then one step <laughs> further, and I think Cal, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Keegan Bradley was the first one to wear them on course. Is they started doing these customized shoes, right? And Keegan, oh, Keegan uh, used to be, I think, a FootJoy guy, and they got in trouble. Oh, yeah. But then he started wearing these customized Jordans, and now Nike has oh, a Jordan and golf shoe line. I'm not surprised. Not surprised. You see him everywhere. Now. Uh, yeah. I mean, you see it now. I mean, the Jordan brand in general has really, really has. It just has an outreach into very many, a lot of sports. Even motorsports, um, mm. collegiate level, a lot of money in the collegiate level with the Jordan brand with several of those universities. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm not surprised. I'm, and I believe there are some ball players, uh, baseball players, that are rocking some Jordan. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. If I remember, I'm pretty sure I've seen some Jordans on a couple of players. Not sure if it's like, hey, Jordan brand stuff, but it, they're, they're Jordans. Yeah, and then maybe I don't know. I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't want to speak out of tone, but everything. But that's all good. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, rem- cool. I don't remember. Are you a Cubs or White Sox guy? I'm a Cubs. I'm a Cubs guy. Yeah, okay. I'm a Cubs guy. The rest of my family is um, um, just Chicago fans. You know, they just love Chicago, so they're like anything Chicago. But for me, it's the North Side. Um, I, I have no. I have no hate towards the South Side. I really yeah, don't. Sure. Um, I just don't go down there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, neither, neither, kid, neither does Jim Croce. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, there. It's you know. I personally believe you got to pick one. You got to pick one, man. There you go. You know, you got to make it fun. You know, you got to. You know, I need to talk trash with somebody. So yeah, exactly. Somebody, <laughs> somebody needs to, to pick the other side. You know, are things opening up for you guys up there? Is it kind of like you kind of getting around to where you want yeah. to? And yeah. Okay. Um. Well, with with. <sighs> Yes. The answer to that question is yes. So as of Friday, we are 100% open. Um, we don't know what that looks like. Um, <laughs> what, right it's, now, been, it's been so long. Like, what does it mean you're 100% yeah, open, right? Well, I mean that from a, I mean that from the business owner's perspective in a yeah. sense where it's, they, they are, there's a, there's a shortage in help. Um, people that were in the industry aren't coming back. People who were in the industry are wanting to come back, but they're not sure because right. they don't know how safe they'll be. You know, so we're at what 50, 60 percent capacity right now, as far as you know, uh, for on premise is concerned, and bars and restaurants just in general. So you go to 100 percent, you can't even. It's it's a lot of these yeah. owners can't even hold a full staff to serve 50, 60. We're right. gonna go 100 percent. People are going to go fucking nuts here in Chicago. We're dying to get the fuck out of, out of the house and outside and then on the patios and, sure. and you know, into into restaurants, our favorite restaurants, because we miss those places. Yep. You know, we yeah. want to go to those places. You know, it's not the same when you carry out. And a lot of those places didn't even do that. They just temporarily closed because they're well, able shit, to. Think, think about some of the places you go to. And I've talked yeah. up with some folks in California, you know, friends in California, and they sure. were sharing. You know, it's like some of my favorite places. Like, I really... I can't go there. It's no fun to go there because yeah. the shit that they make, it's just not, it, it, it's not transportable. You, you can't no. bring it home and put it all together because yeah. everything's separate and all this yeah. stuff. And, but we've got the same thing in Atlanta, you know, from that perspective that, mm-hmm. um, 
you know, that stat, way understaffed. Uh, you know, the one thing I will say that people are, you know, that, that the owners uh, or, or the folks there are, you know, it's like, Hey, be patient. Right. Yeah. I, I think that's the big thing that, that, you know, we as consumers and patrons, we just have to understand that, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's going to take a minute to get back to, uh, you know, where we need to be. Yeah. I agree with you 100%. You can say any better because the, ex- the level of expectation is just so high and the level of expectation, you know, for us as part of the industry, um, the, personally, I've never set a level uh, any expectations, not even of myself, only because of the fact that I feel it just eliminates the total element of surprise in life, sure. you know, personally. But when it comes to business, I still don't set any expectations because we just don't know how people are going to react to that. Mm-hmm. Our current, you know, our current list of partnerships and, and relationships that we have throughout the city, you know, that are in the on-prem are still a little timid. They're, you know, they, um, they are now, everyone's now looking at it from a cost perspective. I mean, they're happy to be open, right? but now cost is the issue. So now we're like, you know, we're not going to have the same menu. We're going to cut the menu down. We're not going to have the same quality because now that's also, you know, cost effective. So we're going to have, we're going to have the expectation, you know, that they have is that the people are going to come out we just hope that they're going to be able to be served properly and, and consistently, yeah. you know? Um, so it's, so as a Friday, you know, uh, we will be at 100%. And this past two to three weeks, I was, I've been preparing for father's day. Oh, yeah. um, so when this was announced, I was just like, Oh shit. Easter's going <laughs> to come that, that weekend, the weekend before, you know, or right. spring break is going to, cause you know, it's, it's everything we missed already. You know how we, you know how we would celebrate Memorial Day normally. How would we sure. celebrate Easter Memorial? How we would really party out on, on spring break? Now it's going to happen within the whole month of June. Yeah. You know, personally, the way I look, I see things. Oh, I, uh, I think productivity in June is oh. it, it, it's dead. I mean, you're it's people all you all they're doing is just yeah. getting back out into the world. I mean, yeah. it's going to be good, yeah. great great for the economy, but sure. uh, and it's going to be you know that's that's going to be the big change, right? For all these on premise folks, I mean, they're mm-hmm. going to get this rush of people that they're just not accustomed to. Yeah. And they're not. Um, yeah, they're not. Yeah, yeah. and th- and that's what then that's that speaks to the point that. I made it about currently on premises having a hard time hiring people yeah yeah you know and they're they're, they're trying to hire them back you know the the the, the hour i mean they're throwing money at people it's like look we'll give you you know i know you used to work for six dollars an hour now you're gonna work for 15 plus your no tips. but they're i mean they're in atlanta they're giving bonuses right i mean who yeah. in the hell ever thought about getting a bonus to be you know to be a, from a server or right. you know a bartender like that didn't right. happen yeah <laughs> But, you know, for me, you know, it's, it's something that maybe it would be when the pandemic first began, I looked at it as like, whoa, this is some serious shit. So we all like, we were all told by our, you know, even union horses, like, you know, let's lay low for a little bit. Let's, let's see what happens within the next couple of weeks. I wasn't furloughed or anything, right. but I was still in a sense working. I was still trying to feel things out. I was, you know, I went back. I was just, you know, I, I, it turned into how do I help that account base and relationship base get through these couple first couple of weeks, you know, uh, help in any way possible. 
And as, as I saw people buying more and more at the, at the liquor stores, and then we had the, you know, temporary now permanent, you know, for the next three years, cocktails to go program, I'm like, well, shit, I'm going to go back and start selling again. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not in an insensitive manner. I, I was still sensitive about certain places. I, you know, was respectful but I never stopped working. You know, I was still at least planting seeds and helping out in any way possible, you know, offering myself and so on and so forth. So those seeds are now beginning to now sprout for us this past spring. So, and then, and then some, so now the, the word is going getting out. Um, more places are opening, new places are opening in place of old places. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. And now they're getting it for, you know, less um, per square foot than they were, would have beforehand. So yep. sure. um, business is being done. And if people are exchanging money, then I want to be part of that. Exactly. So I make sure that yeah. I'm part of that, you know, equation. So for me, you know, we are now bearing those fruits for, you know, knock on wood. And um, I'm not going to stop until they say, you know, take a vacation. You know, so. <laughs> nice. Yeah, there you go. Well, it may, hey, it may be a while, Wilson. It may be a while. Yeah, I haven't had a vacation in a while. So. <laughs> um, all right. So I've, I've graduated to. Yeah, what did you graduate uh, to? I think I'm on the silver one. Yeah, silver. Oh, silver. Yeah. Uh, so uh, getting some citrus on this one, definitely yeah. getting some rye spice on the nose. Um, getting some, uh, I don't know if I would call it caramel, maybe a little burnt caramel, not not sure. burnt in a bad oh. way, but just kind of like yeah. toasted caramel on this. Yeah, um, I feel you on that one. I call it a toffee, personally. Okay, there. yeah, there you go. Right. Yeah. I just couldn't oh, yeah. come up with it. Mm-hmm. I can hear that toffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, I led you on that one, but. No, well, I mean, I was saying the same thing, kind of. No, he said caramel. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Dan. Jam back, brother. Get in there, man. Get in there. I mean, I'm going I'm to shut this show off. You know, cut this show off. I don't know. I don't know why the hell y'all are ganging up on me. Okay. It's just more fun. <laughs> it is more fun. It is just more fun. Uh, I, I'm definitely getting some of that uh, that barrel proof finish. I'm getting a lot of cinnamon uh, in the back of the throat on this one. So. Hmm. Yeah, this one. Um, I'll tell you this much. This was a limited edition at one point. Okay. A limited release, I should say. Uh, take it. It was so good. They said, why keep it limited? Hey, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I can see why. Hey, so, um, so when you're talking about a, a limited release, uh, what, yeah. th- maybe what used to be, uh, what does your barrel pick program look like? And, and how is that kind of, is it, is it up and running? Is it ready? Uh, waiting lists? How do people find out about it? What, what's that process? Yeah. That's a very good question. Thank you for asking. Um, we don't, necess- we don't really have an official barrel program. I'm not, not to say that we don't have single barrels out, out there, but we are in the business of making whiskey as a small batch distillery. So every barrel counts. We do, we have 53 gallon barrels that we're our aging currently. We're sitting, sitting on about 1300 of them, close to 1300 of them. So we're in the business of making small batch whiskey. So each batch of our whiskey is made up of five barrels. So we're not in a bit, you know, we really aren't in position to really afford to throw out, you know, single barrels left and right. Because what we make is is to go into what we we offer core wise. Now, however, <clears throat> in the 
Kansas City area, yeah, there are some single barrels private selections because, you know, they had inquired to Union Horse. It was like, hey, you know, we'd love to have a barrel. And that began that barrel program. Here in Chicago or in the state of Illinois, the barrel program is much different. Um, it's more tuned. It's it, it was to fit a need personally. Um, I approached the Garcias down in KC and I'm like, listen, the single barrel thing is like blowing up. And I know we're not in the business of that, but I feel this is an opportunity to really introduce us to the masses sure. in, in the sense of those masses that are always out looking for a single barrel expression, um, whether it be from Kentucky or Washington or wherever. Uh, shout out to Woodenville, who I think make a phenomenal whiskey. Um, so that being said, they allowed me to bring some barrels, you know, choose some barrels, bring them to market. Well, go out, try them, study them, but bring them to market differently. What we did is then I saw the opportunity that I saw was the, in the leaving out the middle guy or the little guy, like our independent retailers, our small businesses needed us most during the small, you know, sure. during the uh, pandemic. And they were let out in a code. They were just left out. So, the, you know, I didn't see why can one store always have all the barrel picks? Why do you have 17 barrel picks? Right. Why? Why do you need that? Um, hey, I'll power to you because obviously you have the capital, you have the following and hey, power to you sell it, enjoy it, re-up. But my small guys didn't have that opportunity. They don't have that capital or they just don't have that space real estate wise. Right. You know, I can't just bring in 35 cases or 22 cases, <laughs> you know, and put it in the front of my store and use it as my door stopper. And when it's, what's a beautiful day out, you know? Sure. So what we developed is a program where we were, in, we're inclusive of everyone. Hey, um, I bring a barrel. I pick the barrel, bring it to market, give it a Chicago theme. All they need to buy is, is a minimum of three bottles. It's just so that they can, hey, you know what? You're looking for something cool. I've got this single barrel pick that I only have three bottles of. It's just as a matter of presenting it. Now, why do I? Why is that really cool? And how is that inclusive? Well, because the hunter out there is now going to these little shit in the whole wall places, bodegas <laughs> that we would call our own store, right? Looking for something special, yeah. You know, because you just never know. You know, well, hey, um, no, but nobody stops in this store. I'm going to stop off and see if yeah, they've got I'm any. Stop uh, off see what's in there. Yeah, maybe yeah. they have that one bottle of, of foolproof Weller, or right. you know, something. You know, a, a, one of the master keep or something, you know, shout out to wild turkey who I love near and dear to my, I love wild turkey, but you know, it's, so it's like, why not? So let's do something special for them. So that's what we do. So, you know, since 2019 in the fall, I bring out a, uh, I pick a bourbon barrel and then in the spring I pick a rye barrel. Um, so actually the rye pick for 2021 will hopefully hit the shelves, um, come the week before Friday. Father's Day, hopefully. And, and um, if you're not in Chicago to buy at retail, is there a way to, to absolutely. buy a bottle online? Yeah. And I'm happy you mentioned that too. So what we did is then I went out to, I spoke with our retailers that have the, the true savviness of really using online platforms and social media. So we've helped them develop a um, online store if you will. Nice. Um, so that they can then, Hey, and, and it's just not union horse. It's everything they have on the show. Oh, yeah, sure. Yep. So then you can, you can buy it online and you can pick it up. You know, you can hit pick up or you can have it, you know, delivered to your house. If you're within 
you know, the Chicago, you know, region, you know, so, it, or if you want to pick up, you can just say, Hey, pick up by Wilson or pick up by Chris, pick up by Jake, pick up by whoever. Sure. That's fine. It's paid for that person can come pick it up and then however they're going to get it to you, they'll get it to you. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. You know, so it, it was just a matter of not just giving, not just coming up with, not just coming up with something cool for them, but also follow up with help them move it too. You know, uh, it's, it's providing a solution, a, a complete solution, not just part of the solution. So that's where I feel we did something different and actually something much more helpful for our small business partners um, since the pandemic started. Cool. It's awesome, man. Uh, yeah, I must have really liked this one. I, I was trying to save some. I <laughs> oh boy! Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Dan, what do you think? Yeah, I, look, I, look, yeah. I looked, I looked down, and I'm like, oh shit, that, that was almost gone. Yeah, that was um, fantastic. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that kind of barrel strength. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, good, good, really, really nice finish on the back end of that. That that good cinnamon, tremendous finish. You get the uh, lingers. Yeah. And it's got that sweetness <laughs> to it. <laughs> Yeah, I've got plenty still. Cal's got none more. So there we I go. know, isn't that great? I feel great. About it. I have a whole bottle still of it. So, were, were, your bottle, were your bottles bigger than mine, Dan? <laughs> Dan got two uh, bottles. You got I, one of them. That's right. I, that's right. I, I, I got a feeling he sent you like quart jars and. Uh... <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so I, I've been dying to ask you guys, um, what do you guys do outside of this? Oh, we got corporate jobs. Yeah. Corporate jobs. Yeah. All right. So you guys we'll, say we'll, yeah, we'll, well, I don't know about that, but yeah, we'll, we'll discuss that off air. That way we don't, uh, that way we don't compromise anything. I, res- that, I respect uh, that. No problem. We can talk about that off air, but it's good to know that you guys have jobs. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we're trying to get a job here, but, uh, I get yeah. this, this co-host of mine keeps screwing things up and running off <laughs> listeners. So, you know, it's like, Jesus, man. <laughs> I get too mouthy, you know? Yeah, yeah, Dan, especially you. Sometimes you get a little sassy, man. You got to be careful. You get a little sassy sometimes. You need to be careful to kind of curve that a little bit. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I, um, Jake, my, I don't know if you know Jake Cookie. He's my best friend. Um, he's the brand rep for Apple Hour here in the United States. Um, yeah, not Apple Hour, sorry. Key in the Lake uh, show. Star, yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, yeah Key in the Lake. And it's funny. He's just like, I'm just waiting for that McDonald's money to come through, you know, keep doing this podcast. And I just laughed because he knows I love McDonald's. So, you know, you, you mentioned McDonald's. Yeah, I'll, I'll come back, you know. <laughs> hey, I'll, I, I'll do the show, I, you, know? you know, I mean, it's uh, all it takes. All it takes. Yeah. Is yeah, it just takes just a hey, it's like the lottery ticket. It just takes one. I know. Yeah. You know, so, uh, we'll, one. yeah, we'll just keep uh, keep hammering down. So, yeah. So you bitch West, what, what have we done late? So uh, we've had a few uh, professional golfers on. We've got a mm-hmm. lot more professional golfers in the queue. Uh, we've got, got a couple of musicians coming on. We're going to do some tastings with. Right. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, kind of diversifying if you will uh you know so uh and and what we're uh, getting into all right i'm stepping it up to uh i'm I'm getting thirsty now man i'm getting thirsty now these first Uh, three you you just got you've got me geared up i'm going to the two stripe silver two stripe oh oh, man this has got a good nose man that nose is this is is special i could just do that nose all day yeah this is really really special Mm. so uh how many expressions are, so because everything is uh, you you frame it up but is limited a fair way to say it is it is it all limited releases or what's the 
the only limited release um, are our single barrel picks, of course. Um, and what was a, a limited release is now become part of our core. Okay. Um, and then we also have an upcoming limited release. Um, hopefully by July, it'll arrive here in Chicago. Um, we're only going to sell it out of Missouri and in Chicago, and that's it. Um, and that I can speak on. You know, that's a port finish rye. Okay. Ooh, nice. Um, it was not something that we had in the books. We were like, oh, we need to do something finished. It was just there was a a winery in, in, in the deep, deep Southern Missouri that came up to the distillery with like 10 barrels or something like that. I can't remember how many barrels. Uh, it was like, Hey, we like your jam. You know, we like your shit. We thought you all could do something with our barrels. So <laughs> they dumped off port barrels of theirs. At that point, it's kind of, you're kind of a dick if you say no, right? Yeah, it's, like, exactly. Nah. That's what Patrick said. Patrick's like, well, I'm not going to, you came all the way from Southern Missouri, you know, uh yeah and you look like you'd probably shotgun my ass so <laughs> i'll accept so um so they accepted and we put in some of our ryan which uh we're our we are in the process of bowling and hoping to release by july 1st hopefully don't quote me on that i know chicago is going to get about maybe 20 30 cases of it and that's it mm-hmm. um but i i have tried it at cask and and i've tried it at the hundred proof that we're actually going to release it at. And, um, I, it's, it's going to give midsummer night's dream or my dram a run for its money. Oh, wow. That's awesome, man. That's yeah. That's, that's how strongly I feel about this. Yeah. So you've got my contact information. Be sure yeah, to let I me do. know when I it, I would, yeah. I, because I I, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I, I'm uh, I am a high West fan. You are uh, okay. a, mid, a midwinter night's dram is, uh, you know, that's a bottle that I'm seeking out every release. Uh, I, I, I'm a, I, I like it. Uh, so yeah, so many people do. Yeah. And that's why I feel very strongly about it. Like I said, you got to remember now I'm a competitor and I like to talk shit. So it's, but it's factual, but I really, I really, really feel that this could really hold up. Well, with all due respect to high West because midsummer night's drip. I mean, that shit's, golden it's I mean, truly yeah, a phenomenal it's, it's whiskey. Like, right. it is it is phenomenal i mean yeah. it is one of the best out there period and yeah. from, on my list so but when i tried it and i nosed it i'm like huh, yeah forget about it you know we need to fight you uh, know uh, <laughs> forget about hey, that that's uh you need to get that over to the uh, sunday night fights man that's yeah uh, you need to get that to mikey and chris yes it's like hey i got something for you that's a ringer you right know? there yeah yeah uh, i mean the, the, the finish game is so so uh it's packed right now. It's just, it's just so many people trying to do a, a finish and I'm not saying that's a bad thing, you know, cause sometimes you want a little something different in your whiskey, you know, mm-hmm. but it's, I, some people I think do it just for the sake of doing it. You do. Yeah. I think there's some stuff that gets a little crazy. I mean, you, you got, you know, you were in Chardon, Chardonnay barrels and we're in, uh, I just got a rye finished in an Armagnac barrel today. So Armagnac, yeah. I, I think that's going to be good though, actually. That's going to be good. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, I mean, some of the shit is it's like, to your point, it's just like, Hey, what, what hasn't been done and let's do it. Let's just do it. Yeah. Whether, whether it's you know going to turn out good or not, it's, uh, you mm-hmm. know, kind of, the, it's almost turning into, 
a more of a novelty than it is let's produce good spirits. I don't think yeah. anybody sets out to produce bad spirits. No, uh, of course not. No, never. It's their livelihood at stake. It, Why would yeah, but, but some of yeah. those things I'm kind of like, ah, I don't know, I may have missed the mark a little. Or did it really add anything to it that, that's, right. bringing, that's making it better? It may make it different, but did it make it better? Exactly. I'm happy you said that point because I was just going to say along those lines, you know, there are there are some craft distilleries or even micro distilleries that are doing some finished whiskeys that are a hundred times better than any of us can really produce. Why? It's because they can really put their time and effort into making that for the time being. Yeah, sure. Whereas a larger distillery has to make what they know are obviously that's on a shelf and then on the side, you know, they'll open up a new R&D shop or whatever may be the case. I'm like, hey, we're going to also going to fuck around and do some experimental with some finishes. And because they can and they're, you know, and they have the stock to do it, they do so. Um, and then they bring that out. And then you have your middle-sized guy who does the same thing, maybe a little better, um, because, again, they're not tied to just making the one thing. You know, they're able to do so. And then you have, you know, us who just happen chance, we're presented and like, well, let's fuck it let's just try it let's see how it goes you know sure. yeah. um but it turned out better than we anticipated so like screw it let's release it you so know? you think that's something that's gonna does that become a, a staple and maybe not you know this particular not for us. no yeah, it's no, kind, not of, for kind us. of a one-off no. yeah it's a one-off because we were gifted these barrels and we wanted to do right by it we wanted to promote someone someone else that's local as well and what they produce you know and, and that and their legacy you know um so it's like it's it's a it's a legacy partnership you know the new up and still in the simmency the legacy of the garcia family with you know the the southern missouri family who's you know making ports and wine and you know obviously in southern missouri you know so it's just a matter of just partnering family with family and making more you know just doing business together yeah. um but see and that's the thing though too is like you know what really constitutes a, a, a good finished whiskey i've had many finished whiskeys within the last several months but what makes them so great like people oh it's fantastic i'm like well what makes it fantastic is it because you can taste the port you can taste the armagnac you can taste the tequila you know, what is it? Is it because it just says so? And then you're like, oh, yeah. I mean, because once it's already on the label, your mind is already there. It's the right. Good point. Exactly. You do what I'm saying. So why yeah. can't I just say, hey, it's a finish. It's a finished rye whiskey. And yeah. if you ask, it happens to be finished in pork barrels. Yeah. I mean, at least that's the, that's the strategy that I was hoping we would go with it. Yeah. Do you, do you think it's got a so do we have a shelf life in the finished barrel? Uh, in the finished barrel whiskeys, is it to that point of it being a novelty? Do you think this is going to kind of wear off at the end and, and we're going to get away from it to something else? Or do you think that it's going to be here? To, I mean, I'm thinking like Angel's Envy, right? I mean, it, it's that, I mean, that's a staple. I don't think they do anything. At least their flagships, everything is finished, right? So, yeah. So there's a place for it. Yeah. But, but what's your opinion just you know, professionally? Is it is it does it grow and continue or is it going to kind of mix it up? I feel it's a great question. Thank you. I feel that if that's your, if that's what your business is built on, then you continue to do so because that's what you should be good at. Always stick to what you know and what you do well. And then if you have time and if you have the resources, yeah, experiment. We should all be experimenting. I mean, Jim Beam is experimenting now. They built that little small little distillery yeah. that they're calling, you know, the little craft distillery in the backside of their, you know, their complex. Why? Because we're knocking at the door. I'm like, fuck, we can't. You know, it's not that they're afraid of us, but we've gotten their attention, you know, so. Oh, I, shit. They're here to get me. 
my ankle bracelet went off. I've hit my limit. <laughs> That's my sister's dog. I'm take my sister had knee replacement uh, surgery this morning, so I have my, her dog for the next week to help her. Oh, at least she has not worry about that. Yeah, cool, man. For those, people, for those people that said Wilson wasn't a nice guy and a giver, <laughs> bullshit. Hold on a second. She's just. Oh, you're good, bud. <laughs> this one's this one uh, the double double uh the double is, is really good, good. Yeah, yeah. I know. We'll, we'll cheat while he's gone i think the double is the uh i think i think it's the four green i was thinking some, four green as well there's some variation there i think the that. single silver is a double a barrel proof probably a pick yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then all um, right sorry about that yeah it's just because i live in a multiple unit building it's just like they just run their hand over like all the buzzers until they get the right person. So until somebody answers. <laughs> until someone answers, which is such a joy, especially at two in the morning when someone has a booty call coming, you know. Did you just say you live in a brothel? <laughs> uh yes I did. <laughs> I, I heard booty call and what unit was it again? Sorry. Oh boy. Um, oh boy. So <laughs> All right. So, so I'm into we're we're into the double silver. Yeah, um, that's what we're into right now. I'm I'm vanilla, vanilla. I'm maple, mm-hmm. lots of maple. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we're great nose, in, great nose on this. Oh, thing. I love the nose on this. is fantastic. I agree. Th- I, I mean, love I, that glass. Love that glass, Dan. Thanks. I don't eat it, but it smells good. It's just almost got like a kind of a fruitcake kind of smell on the nose to me, just like this conglomeration of, of multiple of like cherries and almonds Ooh, yeah, and, that, yeah. and kind of that, that moist bread, you know, or the, that, yeah, so yeah. Who the fuck came up with that thing? Uh, well, I, I mean, hell, oh. I wish I, I wish I would have. I mean, I mean, that's a good point. That's a solid point. But man, I cannot, I can't oh, put it. Okay, here you go. What, what is my one, heart? What's one of the worst creations ever invented that's made the most money? I don't shit. I, I don't know how much money they've made off a of fruitcake, but I've seen a hell of a lot of them in my lifetime. And if I walk my ass into a store right now, I will see zero fruitcakes. So yeah. they do something with them. I'm just saying. I don't know what are they. I mean, I think they're constructing with them. <laughs> Bricks. <laughs> Bricks. I, yeah, I think they're constructing. That's why we have to repair our roads every so many years. <laughs> because they just need to. <laughs> it's used as a filler, I think, like landfill. I, think. Hey. I don't know. Yeah, the shit can withstand. It's like a. It's a, like a roach. It can withstand a, a nuclear blast. Good I think. Point. Exactly. Good and point. it can. And it can withstand the test of time. Yeah. I yes. mean, <laughs> nobody likes a shit. <laughs> Somebody's buying them, and somebody keeps making them. It's like holy shit. I mean, it's like why didn't my shitty idea work? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about finished whiskeys, and it, and it's um. I don't know. I, I just, I feel that um, if, if that's part of your business model, then you are forever going to, let's Here's another really, it's a very cool brand that I feel. Um, I'm sure it gets enough credit, but I think if you really dig into what they do deserves a lot more and that's barrel craft spirits, hmm. you know, barrel bourbon. I was just with, um, uh, Will Shragus at, at okay. a local, local three. It's a restaurant here in town. They were doing an event on, okay. um, on Monday night. So I got to, uh, Oh, you get, get to, to hang out with him. 
Oh yeah, yeah. They did a uh, did, did a big tasting event, and then uh, nice. the, the 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 chef there had done some barrel picks, and yeah. Uh, so we got to try seagrass and a few okay. other uh, yes. barrel picks. Yeah, so, yeah, seagrass to me tasted like those little Del Monte fruit cocktail cups. Yeah, yeah. Kids, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but see, that's another thing, and then that's my point. It's Barrelcraft came into the market blending whiskeys from different parts, whether it be Tennessee and Kentucky and Indiana, all the time whatever that's fine you know now they're branching into like bringing in some rum maybe from the bahamas or maybe even from the caribbean you know and then i think that's cool but that's forever what they need to do right you know so they that to them that's what i find really cool is that now they really have challenged themselves to really continuously produce a cool blend of different varietal whiskeys yeah you know so i think you know is it maybe they pigeonhole themselves, you know, but have they even come out with, it's just a hey, you know, this is our, our straight rye whiskey. Yeah. No. I mean, they, they, they've got, I mean, they've came out with so many different creations. It's like, yeah. you know, they, I mean, they, they just keep, you know, just continuing to expand those boundaries. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, so it'll be, it'll be interesting. That's what I was telling Will on, you know, uh, like I want, and I think, I think it was, Seagrass. It may not have been seagrass. It may. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think of what the expression. I, I, we definitely tasted seagrass, but he was okay. sharing that that uh, it was either seagrass and I forget the other one. It may have been called a hit maker, but that okay. could have been just a pick name. Anyway, he was right. sharing that the experience that they kind of went through in developing it, and and yeah. he, was, he was heavily involved in kind of that that whole uh, you know tasting process and blending sure. process to, to kind of get it there. So yeah, yeah r- so r- the, really and, neat and experience. That, and that's the part that I don't understand. I think I, with barrel with barrel spirits because of what they the process that they endure. Yeah, I you wouldn't know that unless you spoke to someone that worked there. <clears throat> You know, all we know it as is just it's a blend of different cool whiskeys on the shelf. You know, they're all on the top shelf. There's six, seven of them all the time, and they're all cost a thousand dollars, you know, and that's it. There's nothing else to go by. So I feel I, I wish they would do more in the sense of promoting the actual process that they went into it because yeah. I would fucking go out and spend a thousand dollars for it. You know, I've yeah, been fortunate you, enough to try them. Yeah. You once know, you get the backstory on like, how, how, did, back- how did you get to what's in yeah. the bottle? Right. Yeah. It's like, why would you take a, a, a Bahamian rum and a Jamaican rum and then blend it with an American bourbon? I mean, why, why would you do such a thing? Right. And then there's obviously there's a reason they just don't pick shit and mm-hmm. just throw it in a vat. Maybe they do. Maybe that's why they don't go about it that way. Uh, but, no, I don't know about that. You know, who's to say? I'm just, I'm just curious about that. And that's what I, that's what I mean about, you know, the larger brands really have a one up on us in every, in every regard because they have the resources and they can just slap it on the label. And it's because they already have a following. It's like Coke, every generation in the before and after, yep. Hey, they're going to keep drinking it and they're going to keep trying it. And if it doesn't sell, then Hey, it's okay. We got more shit coming down the pipeline for it. Go back to what we liked of ours before. You know, it's 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 a constant study. It's a constant learning uh, um, experience when I'm out there in the market. You know, meeting with already current brand, you know, current partnerships, um, large stores, small stores, bars, restaurants, or even just fans. You know, sure, um, whiskey drinkers or groups and societies and so on and so forth. Individuals such as you, you know, and Dan. You know, it's you know, hey, everyone wants to try something different. And I do. I think I feel I have something a little different than the norm. But let me tell you why it is. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's not on the label. 
you know? Yeah, I, no, I, I think absolutely you have something different. I think that I think there I can find a little bit of a flavor profile as I move through your expressions that are sure. relatable and similar. Uh, but I think that everything kind of gets a little unique as you progress through it, be it from uh, from a proof or, you know, the mm -hmm. nose is kind of, you know, may, maybe a little way over here and uh, you know doesn't align. Not not in a bad way, but you know, it's just, no, just not different. in a bad way. Um, right. And then, I mean, I'm moving on to where are we at bronze now. We're on bronze, and uh, this I'm one's already, really, really special. Well, I'm getting like this. Um, it, I don't want to say a smoke bomb because that may throw some people off. Uh, may. I, I'll I'll say it's more of like a like a smoked meat, like a charcuterie board kind of, uh, like the like dried that you know if you're in Barcelona and you walk into the to the bodega, and you know you just see the the uh, the yeah. shop owner slices off a little piece of cured meat oh, for you and kind of got that smoke. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, look at you, look at you talking Spanish without talking Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> Hola. Oh boy. Oh boy. No, but it, I mean, and, and it's, and it's not pronounced, right? I mean, and I, I didn't, I guess when I said smoke to give, to begin with, and then I retracted, it's, it's not like a, like a smoky scotch. It's, it's a very, it's a very faint, yeah. like, like in, in kind of the, you know, it's in my jaws, like the yeah. smoke. It's like a dying ember in a sense. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I completely, I, I completely follow you on that. But then Absolutely. I'm, but I'm picking up kind of that sweet caramelized, mm -hmm. like a, like that maple glaze kind of ham. And then, oh, and then it's got man. that smoke and it's just got that thinnest little edge of crust yeah. on the outside of it. I need to order a pizza right quick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry. I haven't eaten all fucking day. Let me order some fucking pizza. I have it in the queue. I just haven't hit send yet. Well, we got a guy. So here's the guy. So Chicago, yeah, uh, well known for their pizzas. We are very well known. We have the best pizzas. Yeah. So, so uh, what's your favorite spot? You know, my favorite spot died, unfortunately, during COVID. Summer. Oh, um, um, here, in, but, but I always had a back. I have several backups, but uh, Nick and uh, um, Eddie's down in, um, in a little south. You know, a little south um, from here, still in in in, um, in the Chicago area. I just love you know pub style pizza. It's thin crust. The edges are really nice and crispy. And then, you know, as you get closer to the middle, you know, the squares, you know, that, oh man, it's just, it's just Chicago man. deep dish. Um, Chicago deep dish. I would go with Bartoli's or, um, yeah, I'll stick with Bartoli's for now. Oh, Paisano's. Paisano's. I, Ooh, I do love that one. Yeah. Paisano's is is the guy. That, those are the guys that kind of had to close down. And I love their deep dish. I would get a personal one every every Thursday after work. I would stop in there and get a a, a deep dish, nice, a personal nice. deep dish of theirs. You know, I'd get the the Jack Brick House is what it was called. Nice. No, uh, no Gino's, eh? No, you know, uh, Gino's actually Gino's does make a great. Uh, deep dish is called Chicago Fire. It's awesome. It's got a really spicy Italian sausage. It's got some roasted red peppers, roasted garlic, um, and double mozzarella, and it's ridiculously good. Um, but Gino's East is just you know they're they're so they're so um, touristy friendly that you just can't yeah, get yeah, yeah, right. you know so it sucks you know. 
but yeah, I, I stay away from the tourist joints, you know, like, you know, like any local, you know, you have your, your favorite places. And yeah. Whatnot. Absolutely. Well, I, I've been to Gino's East once and it was, uh, yeah. you know, the typical, tour, like I got to go get the stamp, say I had the, you know, get my yeah. picture, <laughs> slam the beer and then get the hell. And then it's like, okay, tell now take me where the locals eat. All right. Yeah. I'll tell me where the locals eat. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And it's, and it's going to take you to the, probably the shittiest parts of town or even the more glorious parts of towns. And it's, and it's still good. And the one thing you have in common with is that everyone else there fucking loves the same shit you're eating. So it's like, it's, it's like that built to natural, you know, mob, you know, uh, you're protected here. Don't you worry about it. You know, kind of <laughs> you know so I feel like if I walk in with you anywhere, yeah. Oh, forget uh, about it. You're fine. Don't worry. They're, they're, they're going to take care of you and they're kicking I'm my this, ass I'm out. this close to being a made guy. You know what I'm saying? It's, hey. it's close. <laughs> love that. I'll I tell you that. who you can hit and who you can't. You know? <laughs> what, 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 what are you on your period? <laughs> God, that is a good one. Oh, so you may be the guy. You may be the guy to do uh, do bourbon in a movie with us. It's a party. Oh, man. I love bourbon in a movie. Have you guys... Um, um, on Instagram, have you guys known those guys? Uh, film and whiskey, Mm-mm. an account like that. My man, those guys are phenomenal. So they watch a movie while having a drama of something specific, and then they review the movie while they have that drama. Mm. Um, and if they're if they're if they're lucky enough, they have an ambassador of that brand or just someone who's familiar with the brand, or they just do it amongst the two of them. I think it's called Film and Whiskey or Film Whiskey. On, on Instagram, and um, I did uh, well. Chris Blattner did uh, a review with them. Um, uh, they reviewed the Sting. Okay, oh, nice. Um, which you know, and then Chris brought with him or sent them, you know, samples of Chicago Sting. Um, oh yeah, and, uh, yeah. So that was that was so cool to see. So you know, if you have time, check that out. That was actually oh, yeah, pretty we'll fun. Yeah, but I, I love it. I like movies and bourbon. Forget about it. I love it. You know, <laughs> I love it. Nice. Especially if it's an old bullshit movie that we all like, you know? Exactly. I love that. Yeah, I mean, The Departed, are you kidding me? I mean, fuck. Oh, it. man, no. Forget it's it. Like, I love it's that. like, if you tell me you don't like Union Horse and you don't like The Departed, like, we're not going to be friends. Mm-mm. Oh, man, Departed. That's a great... You know, you know who made that movie for me? Jack fucking Nicholson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jack Nicholson, I've always been a fan of him. I just love his impromptness. He's just like, don't worry about it. I've been doing this for years. Let me just go with this, you know? It's like, it, 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 it's like John Lennon. You give him yeah. a fucking tuber and he'll get you something out of it. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, you can. I mean, I you, can't, it, you can't argue with that, you know? No, you can't. Too I love good. it. I think, yeah, Jack Nicholson made, he made that film personally for me. I think, you know, Jack Nicholson. All the way. Legend. Legend. Awesome. Legend. Right. I've saved a little bit. And when I say a little bit, you mean, mean a little like, bit. I mean just a little bit. Just uh, a little bit. So how how just a little bit. Just a little bit. Uh, so so let's talk about what we've got and what sure. we're drinking. And uh I don't know, are we uh are we telling you what we like? I mean I liked them all. I, I mean there there were some tell me what, tell, why don't you each of you tell me what stood out to you? We okay. can talk about those. Okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. Uh Dan, you go first. Yeah, um, go ahead, buddy. Um I think the I like the the ones that stood out the most were the first silver and the two silver. I like both of the silvers. I think they were both, both of the silvers. Okay, those great. were both phenomenal. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. 
And they, um, they were all, everything was good. Everything was good. I'm just saying, like, if I had to pick. Oh, right? no, yeah. I, no, yeah. I, yeah. I know everything is good. I yeah. just want to know what's best for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for me, that um, <laughs> I, I liked something about all of them. Uh, I'm just I'm going I'm going to talk about it from a uniqueness standpoint. Okay. I thought that uh, what, what I found and again, what I found today or tonight may, sure. I may find something completely different tomorrow. But tonight, that candy, oh, sure. that candy ginger on the nose of the white on the white yeah the white stripe i found mm-hmm. that really unique and i don't get that a lot and i actually like little ginger candies okay. things, so, yeah the little ginger uh, those are actually really good so like so i thought that was good in no particular order um the copper or bronze stripe sure that, that whole smoky kind of spicy mm-hmm. it, i'm saying smoky but it's not really that smoky but it okay it, it, it's got a hint of smoke in there it's kind of that that charcuterie board i, I gotcha. found it just i it it's it, i found it very different but very satisfying mm-hmm. i could definitely sit down at a at a cheese some fruit <laughs> charcuterie board and and just throw a few of those back oh yeah oh yeah i love the charcuterie board reference because i love a good charcuterie board mm-hmm. yeah i love a good charcuterie board and uh i'm gonna say something i wrote down white dog i don't know if that's what you're calling it or not but i'm, I'm gonna write that i mean um I, i'm a huge uh like i've got i don't know if you can see but i mean mellow corn is something i drink regularly you love the mellow uh, corn. And I've, I've got and i've got a jar of moonshine up there that i don't drink regularly because uh, because it's you know people think corn whiskey and i think they gravitate immediately towards moonshine and you know on the nose i got a little bit i got that sour mash on the nose yeah. of the white dog the white but, dog. It, but the taste is just i mean dan said it best right i mean that thing was easy it was clean yes. it was mm-hmm. yeah, yeah really really uh, a really solid pour so the other two i could say and keep going with fantastic things about them sure. because they, they were equally great uh, but i as you tell us what we were drinking sure can you also make mention of uh what's on the label because i think there's some family horses on there or maybe yeah. some stills yeah. and so there's a little yeah. story behind what you're what you're putting out absolutely so once we as we touch base on each of them yeah i'll talk about the flavor and i appreciate that you bring that up because i Failed to mention that a lot, so I appreciate that, Carl. So we're, so we'll go why, with that's why we're here, Wilson. That's why we're here. <laughs> <laughs> You're on par. Um, so Dan, silver and double silver, correct? Mm-hmm. So the silver is our um, five-year-old barrel strength blend. Mm. So as we are small batches, I mentioned earlier when we, as we were talking, you know, we're a small batch distillery. So we use five 53 gallon barrels per blend. Um, so that is, this is our reunion, um, barrel strength blend. Um, it comes in at a whopping one twelve proof, um, made up of barrels that are anywhere between four to six years old. Um, and what's great about this specific, you know, offering is that it will vary in proof. So the next batch is going to be higher, maybe lower, maybe the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is really great. So as far as on the label of this, um, it's really faint, but it's actually just a, a barrel head, you know, picture and a very, very faint. You can't really see it quite honestly. I don't know if you can really see it on your end. It's really faint. Yeah, it's very faint. You can't really see it. That's not the uh, one I was talking about anyway. 
Yeah. <laughs> Dan, Dan um, picked that. Yeah, I, I loved it, but Dan picked it. So who yeah, wants to Dan spend time it. on that one? But I really, what really stands out about this particular model, if you were to hold it, you know, the, just the color of this rye whiskey is ridiculous. Look awesome. Look yeah. how red that is. Mm-hmm. That's, that's ridiculous. It's like you dropped red hots in here, you know? It's yeah. ridiculous. It's absolutely fucking ridiculous. It's almost and, like uh, what did you what did you finish that whiskey in and uh, you know in a port barrel or cabernet yeah. barrel or you know yeah, yeah. It, it, you would expect that to be the same. Absolutely correct. Yeah, thank you, Carl. Five year, the, right? The the double silver. I believe I shared this with you um, last time, but I I just wanted to share it with you again because I love it that much. Um, well, I know which one and, this one is. So that's the Chicago Sting single barrel. Boom. Yeah. Yeah, so you know, little B action. You know, have that little B. Oh, yeah, nice. You know, so this is the uh, first rye single barrel that we released to the Chicago market um, just this past winter. Um, and it's the barrel yielded only 120 bottles, and those are all completely sold within a month. And there are only maybe a one or two bottles still out in the market, only because I went, I stopped by one of the retailers that I love seeing out in the north suburbs of Chicago, Libertyville. Shout out to Gold Eagle uh, Wine and Liquors. Uh, they have a bottle maybe or two left, and that's it, you know. So, but what's really amazing is that um, this bottle really made its way across the country. Oh, wow. um, there's several bottles in California. There's several bottles up in Maine. There's bottles, I mean, mind you, it's a Chicago release, but it made its way down the river, made its way across the country on a boat on a truck in a suitcase of some sort. So it's a lot of it is down in New Orleans. It's um shout out to the boys out in New Orleans. Yeah, this is this is my first rye single barrel pick for the market and I'm this is really I'm most proud of. Well that's, that's the double double silver, right? This is a double silver correct. What's the proof on that one? This was one hundred twenty six point nine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look at the color on this son of a bitch. I mean, I, you know, it's just, it's just so rich. It's, it reminds me of South American honey, Mm -hmm. you know, which is why I call it, you know, reference sting to that. And then of course the old Chicago sting soccer club. And then of course, one of my favorite movies growing up is the sting, which is set in Chicago, you know, with Mm -hmm. Paul Newman and Robert Redford. Hey, so here's a little pizza trivia for you while we continue to taste and puff. Why do we not cut Chicago pizza into pie pie slices? Uh, because you don't use uh, because the oven shapes didn't allow you to use round uh, 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 trays. You had to use the square tray. I don't fucking you- know. I'm guessing. <laughs> We have round pizzas, but why do we cut our slices into into squares? Uh, oh, is it because of the, uh, the the layout of the city? Oh wow! You know that's actually quite that's I'll, you know I'll it, give it's you the a, cities and little I'll, yeah because we're on the grid system yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll give you I'll give you points for that because you know not many people not anyone actually has said that I think so. it has to do with the metric system. You think it has to do with metric system, Dan? Okay. That's a tasty beverage. <laughs> wow. I have. <laughs> uh, when Dan speaks, it is good. 
is good. I you, love said, it. you did say you liked McDonald's. It's like a roll, yeah, with cheese. <laughs> so when pizza was made back before during the Great Depression, obviously, if you were to cut into pie slices, traditionally as you cut pizza, you get how many pie slices? Maybe uh, eight, eight, 12, whatever. Okay. Well, during the Great Depression, you can't just feed eight people, right? You got to feed more than eight. So they cut, start cutting them into, you know, mm. into squares so that you can feed more people. Oh, cool. So at least here in Chicago. So that's, that's always stuck. I learned that maybe two, three years ago. And it's stuck with me ever since. And every time I get a pizza and I look at it, I'm like, damn, that's all I would get if I got one. There. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> it's a good Damn one, that. Wilson. It's a good one. That's a, that's a good one. Yeah, you, you got to work that into like a little routine. That that, that should be. Um, I, I don't know how often you go with that, but that, that's that's got to be a stick for you. Man. This is the first time for you, brother. This is you, the first time with you. you. All right. Well, you you got to build that into your repertoire. That that's um, that that, that's a good one. And they and they they the yeah the the punchline they ain't gonna get it. I mean they'll get it, but they're not going to expect it because <laughs> it's actually like a serious question. I mean you yeah, I mean, you're you're, dra question. you're dragging us into like holy yeah. shit. You know humble times and that times yeah. are tight and yeah. <laughs> yeah good delivery by the way. <laughs> hey, hey, Dan and I are not professionals. This gentleman, Wilson is. Wilson Torres from Union Horse, everybody. Professional. You are too kind to me. I appreciate you. All right. Now we're going to get into Dan's. Um, no, Carl's. We did Dan's. We're going to get to Carl's picks. Carl, I mean, what you picked, I agree with you 100%. It is so unique and different than anything I feel, aside from a couple of the brands that we made mention in our conversation today. But this is our first attempt at a blend. And these, these, uh, these whiskeys that we blended were all experimental whiskeys to begin oh. with. Um, and then we found that, you know, like, uh, well, you know, let's mess around. Let's take it a step further. Let's blend them. So this is our reunion. I'm sorry, a rolling standard. This is our Midwestern four grade whiskey. Which one's so, this one? Is it is the white or the bronze? This is the white. The white. Okay, cool. Yeah. He said white, and then we're going to go to the bronze next. Buddy. Okay, cool. Um, so, yeah. So, normally, a four-grain whiskey, there are not very many four-grains out there, um, but usually no. Usually, they mill, mash, ferment, distill, and barrel, yeah. and age four grains all at once. Well, we took a different approach. We actually took four grains, made three different whiskeys, and then we blended those whiskeys mm. together after maturity. So within this blend, we have a weeded bourbon, a rye whiskey, which we are familiar with, and an American single malt. And we blended it to create this guy. Aha, I did say I thought there was a little malt yeah, in barley. Yeah, you said there's a lot of malt in there. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned that. And, and, and then, yeah, I think it's a great expression. It comes off really yeah. nice. It's, I, I feel, it's just, it's such a funky, fun whiskey. You know, it's, I, like I said, I use Willy Wonka as a reference, but it's because it's so fun, you know? Yeah. It's a little, it's a little creepy. The movie's a little creepy, but, you know. So's, so's Dan, at the, you know, and like just sitting up there staring <laughs> at us the whole time. Good point, good point. <laughs> 
Uh, no, but I, I think it's uh, I think it's really nice in the way that like I think yeah. if you were if you're a, a, a rye drinker or if you I drink rye or I drink bourbon mm-hmm. and you know or or and if you're like well I only drink scotch I think yes. this is a good way to get into and maybe start yes. to kind of bridge over. I mean it does meld yes. the things together and you're getting a different experience with it. Yeah, I agree. But but, but I so, think it's a good way to start to like if you taste it and I think even like I mean like we just did right i mean if you put a rye and you get a bourbon and yeah. and you get this and then you you know if you're tasting them side by side or side by each i think you really start to be able to pick out some of the nuances that hey i'm getting this off this one this off this one and, and this and on the other one it, mm-hmm. yeah i think it's a really um it's really fun to uh yeah. to, to pick those out i love yeah and on the label you mentioned so there's a locomotive on it hmm. there's a rail line that runs behind the distillery um, it doesn't do anything special to the barrels or anything. Um, we're not going to say we're not going to feed you that line of crap. The steam off of the engine yeah. actually helps to warm the barrels to help the whiskey move in yeah. and out of the wood. Is it? Yeah. Oh, the reverbs of it. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, and 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 as the train goes by and the rumbling, <laughs> it's kind of like. Uh, What's her name on uh, <clears throat> Talladega Nights? <laughs> Remember when she was sitting Kelly, the, uh, Kelly, uh, uh, what's her name? Isn't she a Presley? Presley? No, what's her name? What's Preston? Her? Dan, I know you know her name. Preston? Kelly no. Preston? Oh, no. no. Uh, Talladega Nights, uh, Ricky Bowden. Talladega Nights. She played... Um, she she was on she was on an SNL cast. I can't remember her name. Molly something, I think is her name. Molly, Riz- a- oh Molly Shannon, Molly Shannon. Thank yes. you. Yo, because she, she was, was the like, owner. Oh, the <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, I love those cars. Hey, by the way, I hope everybody is still listening to this because if you're not, you're missing out on the best damn part of the show. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. One hundred percent. Yes. So yeah. So it's actually to pay homage to obviously the past, you know, the East coming to the West, you know, the rail line, the importance of the rail line then and still now, but why we obviously forge ahead, you know, creating our own, you know, whiskey and, and setting a new standard and, um, and a legacy, you know, under the Garcia name in Kansas. Um, it's, I feel it's, it's, it's a great whiskey. It's a phenomenal mixer and sours it livens and brightens any classic cocktail that you would normally use rye or bourbon in. just livens it up brightens it up and it's just like oh instead of having just the one or two you can have four or five Hmm. yeah so you're thinking yeah so that's that so then the next one the copper one this is really special as well this was actually what we call and deem the chicago select hmm Oh, this nice. is this is the first barrel pick that we made for the Chicago market. It's a bourbon. It's our flagship, which is 80 corn, 20 rye. Um, this one specifically was aged one, two, three, four, five, six, five years and three months old and bottled at 125 proof. So this was the first single barrel we brought to market under that program that we were talking about earlier, you know, just to be inclusive to all of our independent retailers and sure. our small business owners. Uh, so we call it Chicago Select. Obviously, it's the first one. So we, you know, we dedicated it to Chicago. And, yeah. Hmm. 
Yeah, that, that one's still doing something special for me, and it's not because I've had the other ones yet. We, we didn't drink yeah. that much. It just looked like we were drinking a lot. But No, yeah, um, we didn't. I think we had maybe a half an ounce of everything, but you guys got four ounces, of course. Yeah, we, we didn't do anything crazy, but that one, I mean, I'm still good. I, and I feel like this is something, um, if revisited, I think I'm still going to find that note in this one. I think there mm -hmm. may be some things that kind of change for me. Uh, but, mm -hmm. but yeah, I, I'm like digging this. But this is not, uh, so you can't get it. Oh, no, it's your flagship. You can still get this. Uh, you can get the flagship, but this is the, that what you have. That was the barrel pick. A single barrel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was the first single barrel we brought to the market for the Chicago market. Yeah. Oh, shit. No reason to send you home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I have this is my sample vibe, which I share with folks. And then I have the commemorative first one that I always get. So cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, that was. Um, I, I don't. So when you were picking the commemorative bottle, is was or, or the commemorative barrel? Excuse me. Yeah. Um, it did, was there a lot of competition when you hit this one? Did you know this was it? Yeah, yeah. So I got five barrels to try. Um, all, but this one on the nose alone got me. I I, I, yeah. I I'm very firm and sorry, Neil. I'm very firm in feeling, and when I taste, I should say, if the nose isn't there, the, the taste is going to either surprise me or disappoint me. Because the, the wonderful thing about what we do in this industry is that we attack all five senses, you know, and they they happen at the same time. Sure. Mm -hmm. So if one of them is not hitting, then it's just like, eh, you know, it's not that special. But this specific barrel, when I got it, um, just the nose alone just really took me back many, many years. And my 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 grandmother making a fresh flan, pulling it out of the oven and putting it on on the sill to cool, and you smell that just that caramel, and you smell the you know that the custard, and it's just the creaminess sure. of it and the, the divineness of it. And but she at times, and she would always love to end the evening by a fire. So that smoke that you pick up is actually something I feel we get in all in, in our bourbon generally. I don't know what it is, <clears throat> but being just a two grain bourbon but to pick up that depth of the char. I mean, and it's not, you know, it's not prominent. It's it's very subtle to some people. And so others, a lot of people don't pick it up. But for me, I pick it up every single time. So it's, you're not wrong on that card. Yeah, and, and maybe what you're looking for, right? I mean, are you, are you looking sure. for it and do you like that? And if you don't yeah. like it, I mean, you may be kind of ignoring it and trying to pull other things mm -hmm. out. I mean, I tend to kind of go that direction, but uh, yeah. Sure. Uh, hey, an absolutely beautiful setup you did for us, uh, Wilson. We, absolutely. we um, I, I can't say thank you enough. Yeah. Um, Shit, I hope there's a third round. That's all I can Well, say. hey, we can do a third round. I mean, there's stuff coming through, but you know, to end up, you know, we gotta talk to the we gotta talk we we have to speak to the last member of this tasting. Oh yeah. And mm -hmm. that is our white whiskey. Oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah, no, you're good. It's all good. I mean, everyone forgets white whiskey, which is probably the first white thing everyone ever forgot about. <laughs> Well, well, okay. Let, let, let. I, I know exactly what you meant by that. And I am not offended. I don't even, th I think at this point in where we are in society, I don't think I can be offended, but even no. if I could be, I still wouldn't be. And I say it was so much love. Hey brother. Hey, hey, hey no, no doubt. Well, to, to your point though, I mean, I, I wrote down a lot of good things about this one. And I, I love think, this. Game. 
I think so. But so tell it, talk, let's, uh, let's hear yeah. about it. So this is, a, you know, all right. So this is what, the, again, the intent, I love the intent that the Garcias have and, and the, and, and the intention of pro and, and our purpose and the intent of what we create and bottle and share. So this is a 51% corn, 49% wheat whiskey. Um, it literally touches the barrel for 120 seconds because it, we want it to be a whiskey, so it has to go into a barrel. Um, it come. This is bottled at 80. Comes off at about about a buck fifty, buck fifty five off the still. Um, but essentially, if we were to age this, which we have, that's what the weeded bourbon is in this guy. Hmm. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. So you know how you go out and you buy a suit, you get a black suit. I was like, all right, so I don't want to wear the black, you know, jacket. What can I wear? It's like, well, you know, get this shirt or, you know, I don't want to wear the pants, but they get these slacks, you know, it's like, yeah. you know, like making five, you know, uh, outfits yeah, yeah. On one yeah, thing, yeah. you know, so again, the intent and the intelligence it took, you know, the intentional, the intent, I can't speak more about it because it's just so fucking cool. Mm. This became what it was, but then we found, I was like, well, why don't we age that? Because it's really fucking good by itself. And then, you know what? Why don't we put it into this? Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, so there is so, no waste whatsoever. Did you say 59 corn, 41 wheat? I hear that. Uh, 50, 51 corn, 49 wheat. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, no, 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 all good. Yeah. So, so just enough to be a bourbon, right? And, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, well, that explains it. I mean, Dan kind of said it as, as he was sipping. It's like you're on that on the nose. I mean, you're totally getting that that corn sour mash that, you know, yeah. it's like that sour kind of pungent, uh, yeah. good, good pungent. Right. Oh, but, yeah, then, but then but then when it goes down, it's like, man, this is easy. You're getting that uh, that sweet yeah. wheat with that sweet <clears throat> corn. Oh, man. It's, um, it's, yeah, it's awesome. That buttered popcorn. Well, after yes, all these curveballs he threw us last time, Kyle, and the, on that nose with that with the with the white yeah. one, I was like, he he sent us damn tequila. Yeah. <laughs> Hola. Hola. No, it, no, it, it was. It did. I did get a lot of tequila notes on the nose, though, in the beginning right. of it. Yeah, I know. It was awesome. Oh, it was awesome. That's so, so cool. Weird. But like Cal so, said it. He said he goes. He said if you were gonna like nose this and then go back and taste it, I could not put these together. Together if I didn't no, know yeah, I, I don't like if you taste it yeah taste it and go back and know, it, it set up a clear whiskeys mm -hmm. and and go, or clear anythings taste clear it anythings. and yeah. go and just nose them and tell me that that's what you're drinking I, I bullshit if you pick it it's random <laughs> fucking luck random luck there's no way you would you would pick that I actually just poured a little something in to blend with the um, oh. yeah uh, what you, what did you call again? The, uh, what's the name of it? Wilson, which one? Uh, the, uh, the white whiskey, long shot. whiskey's called long shot, long shot. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. The long shot that is like, that's some good shit. If you're barrel yeah. aging at home, if you're trying to do mm. something like in your own barrel, that would yeah. be a really, really fun one to do. Uh, if you're experimenting with some stuff, man, yeah, that, I actually am barrel aging a light old fashioned with it as we speak. So you're not, oh. yeah. yeah. So it's going to come out tannish. Yeah. You know, sure. Yeah. That's it's good. It's yeah, it's good. It's a great substitute for tequila cocktails, vodka cocktails, you know, 
It's, it's, it's phenomenal. I mean, a lot of different restaurants have, it really lends itself really well to like, in, you know, like um, for infusions. Like if you want to throw some fruit in there, oh, yeah. for, you know, for the summer or whatever, you know. Oh, yeah, oh, so like back in the day, like the hunch, hunch punch kind of stuff, right? There you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, you want to throw it in with some Kool-Aid, make a suicide. Man. I don't know. Can we say hunch punch anymore? Is that like sure. socially no, friendly? Right. Is that I, is I, it all right? Well, we well we done well, said it, it already. So. Well, it, are you offended? Are you offended, sir? I'm never offended by anything. Well, then we're in good shape then. So uh, we're perfectly fucking good with Hunch Punch. Um, uh, this, I'm hey, not this, offended. Wilson, so fucking awesome, dude. It's so fun to have you on again. It's good. And better yet, I can't wait until we can actually get to uh, Chicago to say hi in person. Oh, that would be uh, fun. At, at an event or something that you're doing. Yeah. Have to, we can create our own event, I guess. We could. But, we have a lot of golf courses out here, too. Yeah. So, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to be fun to get up to say hi. Um, what's, uh, what's new up and coming? Um, I mean, where should we go to look for union horse at what's new and on the horizon for union horse? Absolutely. Yeah. So look for union horse. Um, if you're on the web, you know, at unionhorse.com, one word unionhorse.com, um, on Instagram, they are at union horse distilling co. Um, we, try to keep that up that's actually really that's been really up and um uh and up to date everything is really i mean we've got some great new imagery that we've got we've got a brand new website that's really great so if you're looking for union horse in any of the 10 states that we may that you may reside or don't reside um it will at least help you search for the nearest store in the nearest state to you um if not you can always hook me up with that 312 may that's 312 m-a-d-e and i can always help you with that but what we do have on horizon is some at least three special things that we got coming this year the first will be um hopefully it arrives before father's day that's the new chicago only pick of the rye um the ttb is really giving me a hard time right now with the naming of it um so hopefully that i will have that cleared up by the end of week so we can get that because it actually turned six years old yesterday so oh, wow. we bottled it on its sixth uh, sixth birthday. It comes in at a whopping 130 proof. It's fabulous. Um, it is so savory and so stingy. It's just forget about it. It's, it's lovely. Um, and then to follow up with that, we have the port finished rye that we have coming out, hopefully by July. Um, we've only got several cases. We've got about... 25, 30 cases of it coming to Chicago. The rest of it will be sold out of the Missouri and Kansas region, um, close to the distillery, because um, it's just a one-off. Um, and then after that, another cool thing that was actually in part of the Rolling Standard, the American single malt that goes into that, we will be releasing as its own re- its own whiskey in the early fall. So hopefully uh, mid-September, that will be hitting the market as well. So. That's some really cool things that are coming up. We just reopened up our uh, our distillery tours as of this week. Um, so if you're in Kansas City, you want to come by, give a sh- shoot out an email to tours at unionhorse.com so that they can give you specific instructions and or dates that are already available. I know that what we already had available is already gone. Mm. Um, so we're in the process of planning out the next three months after that. Cool. Um, so we've got a lot of wonderful things, a lot of great people to, to say hello to, a lot of great partnerships that we want to say thank you to. Thank you to both of you again for having me back. Yeah, man. Round three for sure. I've got something actually in mind that I think would really appreciate. Um, 
it won't be a complete Union Horse lineup, but I think it would be a fun guessing game that we could do. Cool. And talk more and talk more crap about you know other people and shit. You know. So, yeah. But you it's mean, not talking crap if it's factual. So you mean you, know, you mean like we can uh, we can harass Dan and give him a hard time? Uh, we can harass Dan. I don't know if we can beat him in that because I think he's got some shit on us. You know. But aside from that, you know, that's all we have going right now. So again, if you're ever in Chicago, hit me up at three one two made on Instagram. Cool man. Um, Facebook three one two made. Um, we we love everyone. We you know we just we just want to we want you to get on this horse and take a ride with us because I. I don't think you'll get off anytime soon unless you're a man. And of course you need a break from that. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, uh, what, what's the song? You know, come on and come on and ride the horse. Come on and ride the, oh yeah. The you know, white like, like back at horse. Absolutely. Wilson Torres, it has been such a pleasure, no sir. <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to doing this again, my friend. Thank you so much. It has been a pleasure. You Thank you. And uh, <laughs> hey, what, what can we say? If you didn't like this and you didn't have a good time, I, I don't know where you're going to have a good time at. Yeah, man. I don't know where you're going, but down, straight down. I mean, I got a connection with Peak. I got a guy upstairs. Don't you worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to you both. All right. <laughs>